about to come forth and we know him here as an OG but my father is coming to minister tonight and it's always a pleasure when your father can minister in here he's the real OG hallelujah and we thank God for him and he's going to close out our series on hot button issues tonight we're excited about it and we're excited for what God has to say. Have you been blessed by the series? Hallelujah. So we thank God for that. Thank God for you being here tonight. And we just pray right now that you get something from the word, that your, that your ears will be open and that your heart will be ready to receive what the Lord has in store for you tonight. I believe that the word that is going to come forth is going to challenge you and you're going to see it in another, in another way than what you've seen before. All right. Before you, before he comes, may you say, Lord, my ears are ready. And my heart is open to receive what you have from the man of God. In the name of Jesus, I'm ready. Come on and give God a praise for the man of God as he comes, as he comes for the word. Hallelujah. Well, praise the Lord. It's good to be in the house of God. I'm always excited to be here. Transformation. of Jesus and all he's done for me <laughs> my soul cries out hallelujah <laughs> thank God for saving me hallelujah glory to God the man of God of this house of the angel of the house Pastor B my son who labors 
word. I, I see him in the house. He labors in the word. He, he labors in the word. He labors in prayer. I hear him in the morning. I'll be outside his door. You don't know sometimes, but I hear him in prayer. He say something, and I, I say amen. You know what I'm saying? I just, he be praying. I hear him. He say, Lord, we amen. He be praying. I say, I agree. Yes. Amen. <laughs> he don't know I'll be praying with him. I'll be praying. Be honest, but I'll be praying. He might miss something. I just just appear to put something in my mind. You do that, Lord, right there. Where we go? <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> excited this hot button subject has been blessing me and before I go you know thank you I just you know all y'all my children you know I bless y'all one by one and thank you for what you do uh, to uh, Lady OG there I guess and to all my peoples from home who came down Thank you. Thank you for being with me tonight. I'm not going to be long. You know, we don't do long church here at DCF. We just do impactful. We just do impactful church. Holy Spirit comes. He does what he does. And, we, and then we just leave. Feeling better than when we came. Hallelujah. is a great house. 
and eyes haven't seen, ears haven't heard, all the things that you have in store for this place. Thank you because you're about to release and manifest that which we've been expecting. We bless you right now. We're going to see manifested prayer in this place. Supernatural signs and wonders. Miracles of life-changing testimony and transformed lives. Ministering and witnessing and worshiping together in this place right now. So use me in this moment and in this hour. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Give you thanks and praise. My soul says amen. 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 We've been talking about hot button issues over this last few weeks. And um, it's been good. It's really, really been good. If you haven't really had a chance to uh, hear some of the messages, you got to get on to the uh, YouTube channel and uh, check them out. Pastor B has been preaching some amazing stuff. And, and uh, Pastor Don preached last week. He did a great job. Last week. Great job. And so they put me on the end. I was like, I was a little scared after last week. I said, I said wow, what can I do? The brothers, he's a preacher, brothers. I don't know. I feel. I said, wow, they're going to make me have to really do something. <laughs> wow. And so look, I want to talk about the purpose of the series, of, of the Hot Button series. Uh, series, minister, the, 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 the message series was to address controversial issues that we are facing in our culture from biblical standpoint from a biblical standpoint of view. We want to hear what God has to say about issues in order that we might be able to inform and lead the conversations in grace and in love. Yeah. So the hot button issues, are, hot button issues are an emotional and usually controversial issue or concern that triggers immediate intense reaction. Some of these topics uh, which were discussed and covered in the series was abortion, sexuality, racism, mental illness, and the church. Uh, Pastor Dom covered the church on last week. And the church is a very controversial issue because you have people now who believe that the church is just not relevant. It's just not relevant. People believe that there's no uh, use for the church. Um, they, they, they find all the many reasons um, why church uh, is not necessary for them. And even as, as people of God have given them some reasons, you know, let them know, well, you are the church. You don't need to go to the building. 
We've sat down as church people, which is correct. Don't, but you can't be a genuine believer and not want to participate in worship with other believers. You just, you just, you just can't. You just can't do it. You just can't do it. And, and one of the points I liked about what uh, Pastor Don was, was preaching, and he was saying, you know, that that you know that the church is the extension of who Jesus is. And the reason why the church is so controversial is because Jesus is controversial. I'm going to get, I got some scriptures and I, I got to, this is not going to be the, you see, the way I'm, I'm, I'm going to go through, I'm, but I want, I want to bring us up to where we are, to right where I'm going today. Uh, so, so Jesus was a controversial figure. And, and think about this, because Jesus says this himself. Jesus says, Jesus says in, in Matthew, he, he says in Matthew, he says, look, I, I didn't come to bring peace. <laughs> he says, you don't have to go there. I'm just going to read. I'm just going to kind of show this. I'm just going to give you this real quick before you. says in Matthew 10, 34, I don't have that scripture up there. He says, don't think that I come to bring peace on earth. He says, I came to bring, I didn't come to bring peace, but I came to bring a sword. He said, I came to separate, you know, mama from daughter and the father from the son. He, 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 he came, he came not to bring peace, but to bring a sword. He came to divide. He came, he came, he came to challenge people to see where they would stand. You, 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 you with Jesus, you gotta make a decision. There, there can't be no middle ground here. You Jesus, Jesus required people to make decisions. He met a man along the road, and he, he, he told the man, told him, he said, look, I, I'll follow you. He said, but I got to go home first and bury my dad. Jesus said, let the dead bury the dead. People would say, wow, that's kind of harsh, ain't it, Jesus? <laughs> that's a little mean, Jesus. This is dad. Can't he bury his dad? I don't, I don't know where we get this church that just don't want to be confrontational. Because Jesus is confrontational. <laughs> I don't know where we get this Christianity that we don't want to hurt nobody's feelings. I'm not saying we don't supposed to care about people's feelings. We ain't saying that we ought to be, because the spirit, the, 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 the scriptures clearly tells us, clearly tells us 
that, 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 well, I don't want to go there because I'm not going there. Ah, that's all right. It's going to be unusual. I'm going to get to where I'm going to go, but I got to do this. Now, 1 Peter 3, 15 says, but sanctify the Lord God in your heart and always be ready to give a defense to everyone who asks you for the reason for the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. Now, now we're supposed to always be ready to be able to tell anybody and everybody who asked us about the hope that lies within us, we ought to be able to tell them something with meekness, the scripture says, meekness and fear, in the spirit of love. But we ought to be ready, look, to contend. It says we ought to contend. We ought to defend for the truth. That's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to do. See, that's my, that's my controversial topic today. It's, it's the truth. My, my controversial topic, my hot busting topic is the truth, Vernon. Yeah. Truth. Whole truth. Nothing but the truth. That's that's the and and, and 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 if we gonna tell the truth, we gotta be first of all and foremost in our own spirit, we gotta be truthful. See, because one of the biggest issues with going on in the church, you know, Pastor Dom, you know, talked about, you know, the church hurt, you know, Christians hurting Christians, or let's put let's put it this people, let's put it this way, church people hurting church people, because we ain't necessarily gonna call everybody a sure enough believer. Now I'm not gonna say believers don't make mistakes. I'm not saying that they don't make mistakes, and I'm not saying that a believer can't hurt you. But something about believers, when they're a genuine believer, if they say something, they, you know, the spirit gets a hold of them and begin to work on them, and they begin to begin to uh, uh, kind of wanting to be able to work. There's something you can't be genuinely in fellowship with God and be out, of, you know, have something going on and don't want to confess it. And if you got to, you know, and the Lord said, you know, that wasn't right. You just got to go on and, 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 and apologize and seek forgiveness. I'm not saying it can't happen. But, but, and, and if you're a genuine believer, you, you just don't, just because somebody says hurt your feelings once, you just don't give up on the, you don't just give up on the whole church. Just don't walk out the door and just say, you know, I'm not going back there just because one little somebody hurt your feelings. What, what if, what if, what if, what if, what if Jesus just decided that? Because Peter just said, you know, I don't know that guy. Jesus told Peter that you're going to deny me. And then Peter went out and did it. And what if Jesus, between the time that he 
knew Peter had denied him to the time that he got to the cross. He said, you know what? I don't think I'm going to do this no more. Because wow. he hurt my feelings. I told him. Heard I told him. Heard I told him he was going to deny me. Brother said, no, Lord, not me. I'll go. I dare you. We ride or die. Ride or die. He said, no, Peter, before the, before the rooster crows three times. You going to deny me three times? You going to deny me three times? No, man. Ride or die. Ride or die. What, what about all those people? What, what, what is Jesus? Here's, here's another one. Here's, here's another one. Jesus had a big old crowd, right? He had a big crowd, big crowd, big crowd. They were loving Jesus because he was giving them food. He was, he was fixing up some, some chicken fries. Fish fries. Bakers of fresh bread. They were, was loving Jesus. They was about to make Jesus king. And Jesus knew it. And Jesus says, look, unless you are willing to eat my body, drink my blood, you can't be a part of me. And, 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 and they became so offended, they were like, what? Eat his body? Drink his blood? <laughs> That's cannibalism. What kind of stuff is that? So Jesus could gave up on the whole church. Because those people, like they say, and the scripture says that they walked away from him. Many of them walked away. Many. His, his whole big old mega church just decided to go out the door. Then he looked at his disciples and said, what you guys going to do? His homies, his homies, they said, Lord, we can't go nowhere. You got the word of life. So I'm, I'm just trying to say Jesus was a controversial guy. Don't you know say it all. He's a controversial guy. He, he's just a controversial guy. This guy, he wanted to, you know, this is a funny thing. You know, that's why, you know, if you, when people, people who really don't have a relationship and study and really dive into the scripture, you know, they say a lot of stupid stuff. Jesus was some kind of, Jesus was not a passive aggressive type of person. You know, one of these, you know, Jesus wouldn't, Jesus wouldn't just send you a Facebook tweet or something like that, say something back to you, clap back at you or something like that. Jesus wouldn't clap back at you from afar. Jesus would get up in your face. Okay, I, I got to get to my talk and other truth, and I'm there, I'm that transformation, and I. We don't do long church. We just do impactful church. But I'm going to get there. I'm going to be long. I'm going to be long. I just got to get there. See, I was so inspired by Pastor Don last week. You know? he, he was there. He, he get up and he, he, look, he, look, bunch of Jewish fellas, right? These are the elites. Part, these are the, the, the rabbis, the bishops. The givers of the, the, the law, the law givers. Yeah. Scribes and the Pharisees. And uh, Jesus says, look, this is what Jesus said. Jesus says, 
you shall know the truth, and the truth will make you free. And so look, 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 look here comes the dignified folk. We, we've always been free, Jesus. Don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, we, we're Abraham's seed. receiving what I'm saying. See, but but see, you you ain't really Abraham. See, you you're not a part of my father's children. See, you you your father is the devil. He said it in their face. He didn't he didn't tweet it back at him. He was just right up, up on them. They looked right at him. They was quite offended. I believe he said your father is the devil. That's who, that's what, it's in John chapter 8, that's what he said. Called their father the devil. But I, I said this joke before, Jesus is a gentleman. He called their father the devil. But he ain't talking about their mom. <laughs> he ain't say nothing about their mama. See? You know, he was respectful, he ain't say nothing about their mom. Listen, listen. So, 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 we we gotta understand. We gotta understand that 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 Jesus was controversial. The, the word offense it's, it's offensive to some people. See, but it's offensive to those who are perishing. But those of us who who, who are alive in Christ, it's it's a sweet it's sweet to us. David, David said, David, David says, you know what? David says, I, I appreciate your word. He, he, David said, I appreciate your word. He, he said, I, I appreciate your word. He said, because I, I would have I went astray, but it was your word that just got me. I appreciate your word. See, when, 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 you, when, you really, when you really come into a relationship with you, you appreciate his word. Even though sometimes the word hurts you. You, you appreciate it because you know it's only trying to make you better. I got to get to it. I'm talking truth, but I'm going to got to get to the controversial part. See, see, our goal by the end of this message series is to give you a biblical understanding of these issues to be better informed on how to talk with the circle, your circle of influence when these controversial uh, conversations come up in your family, at, ch at work, even at church, at the store. Why are you moving along the way? We, we need to equip each other to address these issues from a place of love and grace, but most importantly, biblical truth. We, we, gotta, we, gotta, we gotta be able to stand our ground concerning the gospel and what we know to be true. We, we believers ought to know. I'm not telling you that we know everything. But what you do know, you should stand hard on. See, see, because like I said, Jesus is controversial. And when, when he left after his 
resurrection. I'm gonna get there in just a few minutes. I'm gonna get there, and because Jesus, Jesus, then he 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 sent his Holy Spirit into the earth and baptized a group of believers, and then those believers became bold. Peter, who was the, the, you know, Peter, the one who ride or die, ride or die, and walked away. Peter, Peter became bold. Peter became bold. You know, all of them, they were, because they were fearful. They were, they were fearful. They were all locked up in, in, the, in the room, and they were like worried. They were scared. They, they was like, they're going to come kill us next. Thomas, this is, I'm going down the wrong road, but I'm a, Thomas, was, Thomas was funny to me. Now, now, Jesus was, you know, he was at his brother. This is just for, you know, they went to Lazarus in Bethlehem. 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 Bethany. So, so, Jesus is telling them, you know, Lazarus is, you know, Lazarus is sleeping and all of that type of stuff. Now, they had already left there because they was about to kill Jesus in the first place. They, they left there because they, they left Jerusalem and Bethany and all that area because they were going to kill Jesus. He just got away. So then, so, so Jesus tells the crew, he said, well, we're going back to go get Lazarus. So if you look at this story, you know, Thomas has this little line. He said, well, okay, let's just go back and die with him. <laughs> Okay, I guess we just gonna go back and die with him. I just we just got out of town. They was gonna kill us. He go back. Why we go back? I guess we gonna go back and die. They knew. They knew. They didn't want the chief priest. They didn't want any uprising. And so now these folk who were fearful and scared now they're filled with the Holy Ghost. Boldness and power, and then they go out and preach Jesus. They go out and preach Jesus, and then they go back to the synagogues and preach Jesus. And on the way to prayer, they see a man lame. He's asking arms. They look at him and say, Look, silver and gold, we don't got it. But such as we have in the name of Jesus. Get up. The man gets up. Start walking and leaping and jumping. And then, then the council came against them again. Here's the council. They come out like, who did this? We want to know who did this. You know? Like, I don't know who he was. I, I know. You know, even just, just was asking them, who, who did it? He said, did, you know, and so they grabbed him up. They grabbed them up and they threw him in jail. And they said, what are we going to do? All of a sudden, Jesus, we killed him, and now these folk out here doing stuff in his name, and that's messing up. That's gonna mess. That's messing up stuff up. Because when it really all come down to it, it's like saying, you know, they gonna mess with our money. They mess with our money doing this kind of stuff. So they they smacked them up. They beat them up. Put some hands on them. They said, look, don't don't preach it at me. Like saying, then the disciples were like, "Look, who are we going? Really? Please, really? 
running no more. I, I, I just want to let you understand, I, I, don't, I don't fear man. I, I, who, who word should I should be more fearful of? Should I be fearing you or should I be fearing God? And I think God is way more to be feared than you. And so they went back to their prayer meeting and they were singing and praising God for getting whooped. That's a little bit above my understanding right now. <laughs> I get, I get, I get, I get my tail kick. I'm like, I know he says it everything. <laughs> Give thanks, but <laughs> I, I, I need some. I don't need to grow into that. <laughs> I would. <laughs> I guess I would have to just give my lip praise. <laughs> Look, we're going to move. We're going to move. Okay, I'm going to gonna get I, I took too much time. Okay. Oh, God, man, listen. Look, we got to get to the truth. All right, got to get to the truth. Turn with me to Genesis 1. Put it up on the board. We're going to move quickly. Genesis 1. Give, here we go. Here we go. Genesis 1. We're talking about the tree, the hot button issue of the tree. I thought we, there's many things that I was thinking about, but we got to really start here. It says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and earth. Stop right there. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. That, that's, that's where, it's, for us as believers, that's where truth starts. In the beginning, God. That, that, that's where truth starts. Here's the controversial part. See, for a long time, and, and you know, quite a while, uh, people were seeking truth. They were seeking after truth. You know, for a very long time, people were seeking after truth. Truth was the big thing. But philosophers were seeking truth. But then come along and Relationship between God and man changed. Yes, come on. 
entering. Satan, who's now has taken the authority that man has given him over the earth. Yeah. <clears throat> now sin and death reigns. Yeah. And so we come to this place where people, where, where, where truth, there, there, in many people's understanding what they tend to want to believe is that there are no absolute truths. The, the, the atheist will tell you, well, there is no God. So therefore, 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 that there, it, because there is no God, then why are we so enamored with this thing called good and evil? Many will tell you that we are just here, there's really no purpose, but we live our life based on our DNA. That our DNA predetermines who we are, and so we live out whatever is according to our DNA. The scientists will tell you that and most of them are atheistic in their thought, they will tell you that we don't need religion anymore and we don't need this mystical God because science can explain everything. So if you were to believe these, you know, you might as well just believe in unicorns and, 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 and little fairies. That's, that's the same as believing God for them. Because they have come to the place where they can account for just about everything. You know how we used to think, you know, my grandparents, your, your, my, grand, my mama, you know, my mama, you know, and her grandparents, and, you know, when, when it was thundering and lightning outside, they would say, shut up, cut the TVs off. Go sit down, because God is talking. Couldn't be talking. Get off that phone. Be quiet. God is talking. <laughs> you better not move like this and strike you. Science has come to understand the reason why we have lightning, thunder. They, 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 they believe, you know, they, you know, they talk about barometric pressure and all of the, the, the elements that, that happens that bring about these weather conditions that causes thunder and lightning. It's not God talking, that's what they science will tell you. We can simulate it. We can make thunder and we can make rain. It's not God no, it's not. They got a lot of reasons for a lot of stuff. You know? They still can't tell you about life and its beginning. They can't simulate life. They can clone. They got some. They, they're sophisticated. They, they, they we, we can clone some animals. So their argument is we don't need God because we're capable of explaining those things that once was not understood. 
but yet they still can't comprehend the true measure of life. The, the, the realist will tell you that there's no need for, for, for truth. There is no truth. There is no absolute truth. It's all about perspective. It's how you see it may not be how I see it. See, see, there ain't nothing new about some of this dumb stuff that we're hearing. And let me not call it dumb because then that's going to create bias. You don't want to create bias when you have a conversation. You know, you don't, you don't want to, you know, create a bias. You, you want, you want to be able to, live, you know. You don't want to be just, you don't want to call people dumb. See, because that's, 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 that's really the argument of a lot when you talk to um, atheists, because they really don't have the answers. What they do is they attack you. They attack you, they call you stupid, they call you dumb, they call you ignorant, they call you buffoonish, they call you uh, uh, unlearned. Because they're because it, it's about they they wanna they wanna set they wanna uh, uh, set a you and, and label you and, and, and shut you down so what you're saying is not heard for a rational thinking person to really consider give some thought to and say hey that makes some sense to me. That, that makes some sense to me. So, 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 so the, 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 the realist says, just like in the days of, of Joshua after he died, scripture says in Judges, around about 17 chapter, it says because there was no king in Israel, everybody did what was ever good in their own lives. Because there was no authority. When there's no authority, everybody does whatever they want to do in their own eyes. Whatever you feel like it, whatever's good for you, then that because your 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 truth is not my truth. You know, I hear it all the time with the young folk, man. You know, I'm living in my truth. See, but truth, real truth. It's not just, it just doesn't affect you as an individual, but truth affects everybody. Yeah. 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 Truth, truth affects everybody. It, it really does. It really, it really, it really, truth, 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 truth affects everybody. What, what, let, me, let, me, let me just jump. I got a definition for truth. What is truth? Uh, uh, I'm not even going to. I got a Greek word. I'm not going to give it. That's not important. It's the unveiling, it's the unveiled reality lying at the basis of in agreement with an appearance. That, that, that's, what, that's what truth is. It, the Greek word stands for the manifestation or the variable essence of a matter. It, it, it's, it's, it's when you peel everything away 
what, what really lies at the basis is the truth. See, when you, when you peel everything away, what lies at the basis is the truth. That's why in the beginning, God. You got to start there. That's the truth. That's, that's true. See, now, now, now people, people will not, people will not, will, will not, will, will not always agree with us as believers because, 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 because whenever you establish a sovereign authority, that means you do not have the power to decide what's right and what's wrong. When there is a sovereign authority, you no longer can say, well, this is what I want to do. It is the sovereign authority that established the order. It's the sovereign authority. And for many people, if there is a God, then that means that I have to answer to this sovereign one. And I don't want to do that. So I declare that there is no God. I declare there is no sovereign authority. I declare that I am of myself my own God. And because I am my own God, and there is no God, no sovereign God, there is no right or wrong. There will be some who will tell you that right and wrong is only established upon the agreement of the society for its survival. That, 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 that we come together as a society and determine what's right and wrong to some degree in order to survive as a society. But there's a problem with that. Because what about those who don't agree with what you decide to be right or wrong? What are those people who stands outside of the realm of the majority? Or what happens when the majority flips and what they and, and what is wrong they declare right and what is right they declare wrong? That's where we are today. That's where we are today. We're not even, there are some who's not even the majority, but they're calling all the shots. And they're laboring us as uh, uh, bigots, phobic. Intolerant. That's the problem what happens with, 
we when we when we start when we start making our own law because if we 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 we, we don't want to deal with a sovereign God. So to get rid of this sovereign God, we go after, they go after the source, which is the word of God, the Bible. They go after the word of God, which is the Bible. The, the Bible, the Bible, the Bible, it, it, it was, it, it, let's just think about this. The Bible is one of the most unique books ever written. One of the most unique books that is ever written. You, yeah, I think I got that up there. Okay, it, it, it's been written over fifteen, over uh, fifteen thousand. I mean, I'm sorry, fifteen hundred years span. It was written over forty generations. It's not on there. It was written by forty authors from every walk of life, including kings, peasants, philosophers. Fishermen, poets, statesmen, scholars. It's one of the most unique books ever written. The most printed book. The most translated book. The most criticized book. written by all of these different people. It was written in different places, during different times, during different moods. It, it was written over three continents in three languages. The, the Bible is, is, is such a unique book. And it seems like it's, it, it, it would be for, for so many differences for so many different places, from so many different people over the long period of time that it was written, you would think that the number of controversial and errors and, 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 and things that didn't line up would be in the tens of thousands. And when you really study the book, when you really get down to it, there are very few issues when you really study the original language. There are more issues with Shakespeare, which was written much later, that had more opportunity to be kept more uh, inerrant than scripture that has been written over the 1,500-year period by all of these different authors. The Bible is one of the most, probably not the most, it is the most unified book that you could ever read, but it's been written by all of these people in all of these places over all of these years. And it's been attacked by some of the most scholarly people in our time. And most of the people who attack it, when they really studied it, and after they studied it, they come to the conclusion 
think I believe it. Listen, Second Timothy. This is this is why. This is why. This is why. This is why. Second Timothy three. 16, all scripture is given by the inspiration of God. It's profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction and in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. That's why. It's God breathed. Peter says this in, in 1, 20, knowing this, that no prophecy of scripture is of any private interpretation. For prophecy never came by the will of man, but holy men of God spoke as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. That's why the Holy, that's why the Holy Scriptures, the Bible, can stand up to the scrutiny that it has for all these many years. And as much as the naysayers do not want to believe it. We'll continue to throw it down and stomp on it. Say you can't believe it. You got folks saying, ah, that's been written by men. God. You got folk who even would say who's just so foolish to say, oh, it was written by the white man. To hold us as slaves. And keep us in slavery. That's ignorance. Ah. Who, who wants to worship a white, blue-eyed Jesus? There ain't no way in scripture where Jesus is white with blue eyes. We know that he was born in the Middle East. In the Middle Eastern. Let me push. Let me push. So you, you, you attack the Bible. You, you attack the source. You, you, you know, the Bible has proven itself. It's more and more now than ever. With all the archaeology. 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 Archaeological. There we go. Thank you. Thank you for your help. I appreciate it. You're with me. I don't have to say say to your neighbor. <laughs> Let me go. Gotta go. We don't do long church. We do a backward church. Listen. There's findings over and over and over and over and over and over. I don't have time to talk about all of them. There was a time. And recently, you know, they found this signature, signet ring of Pontius Pilate, just recently. Yeah. And um, there was a time when people was like saying, nah, he wasn't even a real character. He just some fictitious made-up guy. They, they talk about men in their, in their imagination created the Bible. That's some ugly stuff that happened in the Bible. Yeah. That's just some ugly stuff stuff, some family issues. That, that's a real problem in the Bible, Pastor Dog. Really, oh, God, this, oh, my God. You, why, you don't 
don't even want his name some of this stuff. Here the book is supposed to be holy, but some of the stuff that happened ain't holy. Incense, all that kind of stuff going on, that's just nasty. Who, who would come up? Who would, if I, who would write something like that? Something. Who would say that their daughter raped them? No. Not no, I'm sorry. Lot. Lot. Not daughters. Daughters. I said no, daughters. Daughter. Lot. <laughs> <laughs> my daughters. They were scared that they, you know, they was thinking that we ain't gonna get a bad. a reality. You, you can't, that's what the atheists can't deal with, is the sin and the evil. Where does all of that come from? Where, where does this issue of love and evil, it don't work itself out. Where, where, if we have no purpose, then what, what is all of this about? I gotta move. Let's, 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 let's talk about real quick. Let's talk about some truth claims that Jesus made. I was talking about him. I said Jesus is controversial. He's a bad man. He's the real OG. Listen, listen, listen to this. Listen to this. Here we go. I'm going to do this in, in, in five minutes because transformation, we're going to do wrong church. Listen to this. John. 14, right? John 14 says this. He says, he says, he says, uh, in verse 5, we know John 14, right? Jesus says, you know, uh, I'm about to leave, but don't let your heart be troubled. You believe and I'll be all with you, right? He gets to that part. He tells him he's going away. Thomas says, uh, Thomas, that's my boy, right? Thomas says, here we go, here we go. He says, uh, Thomas says to him, Lord, we don't know where you're going. <laughs> And how do we know the way? How can we know the way? You know, Thomas, I like Thomas, that brother. You know, he was one of those. See, ain't nothing wrong with asking questions. Thomas, God used Thomas to help us out. You know, Thomas, Thomas was the guy who said what nobody else wanted to say. 
everybody was thinking it. Thomas was the one who would just speak up and say it. You know, Peter would just run off at his mouth, you know, and every once in a while, you know, the Holy Spirit would throw something up in there that meant something. Thomas was just right out, Lord, what are you talking about? We don't know. Here's Jesus. We hear this. Here's his controversial statement. Because this statement right here, it's just, it's this statement here in Scripture is one of the most controversial statements of the day. Because if this is truth, every religion, every other way, that folks say that you can get to God is not the way. Here's the controversy. Here is the one that goes to the people's, I mean, it just, it just, ah, it's gut-wrenching when people hear this. People be like, how can you be so dogmatic? How can you say Jesus can be the only way? We got crazy people preaching in pulpits who got problems with this verse. Jesus says, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. I don't have time to break it all down in Greek, but it's even stronger in the Greek in the original language. Here's the con it's controversial because if this be true, and I believe it is, then everything out there that's going another way is going the wrong way. And we as believers gotta be able to stand firm on that statement. Oh, no, no. You know, there's people who won't go as far as to say, you know, well, you know, guess folks saying all roads lead to heaven. God got other ways. Oh, if there was another way, then Jesus wouldn't have to die. Because Jesus asked the Father, he says, look, what's another way? Yeah, if you got another way, can we, can we? Can we do something else here? Yeah, if there's another way, if there's another way, Jesus asked if there was another way in the garden. He said, let's talk about this thing. Let's reason together. You know, come on, you know. It's, you know I love you, Daddy. And you know I'm going to do your will. But if we can find another way, let's do that. The father says, there is not another way. He said, all right, I'm going to go back over here with my fellas. And his fellas was over here sleeping, but he went back again. He said, you know, come on, father. You know, 
you hear me, you always hear me. Every time I call you, you answer. Me and you just like that. Come on. Is there another way? Can you, can we do another thing? This cup you want me to drink, can we pass it over to somebody else? Can we, you know? you not to go sleep. I told you. Don't be sleeping, man. Get up and pray. You're going watch, you, to watch and pray. You won't go fall into temptation. I told you. Don't be. Don't. Hey, my dad. Jesus didn't get up. Paul says we, we are most miserable. Yeah. 
Because that means that all we got is this life. And we should, and, and Paul, out of all people, Paul was like pretty much saying, I should get my butt, I was, I was getting my butt kicked for nothing. I let them beat me down for nothing. I, I didn't get beat down for nothing. They, they whooped me. They, they, they left me for dead. I, I was beat down. And if Jesus ain't get up, all of that stuff I took was for nothing. First Corinthians 15. I'm just going to read this. First Corinthians 15 says, For I deliver to you first of all that which I also received, that Christ died for our sins according to the scripture, and he was buried, and he rose again on the third day according to the scripture, and that he was seen by Cephas, that's Peter, then by 12. After that, he was seen by over 500 brethren at once, of whom a great part remains to the present, meaning that a lot of them are still alive, some of them died. But, but, but a lot of them are here. Some have fallen asleep. After that, he was seen by James, then by all the apostles, then last of all, he was seen by me also, one as by one born out of due time. I'm done with this one. Here, 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 here is the controversy. We, we have created courts of law. In, in courts of law, we establish rules to be able to get to the truth. One of the things you need in the court of law, you need witnesses. You, 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 you have to show without, without a reasonable doubt that the person is either guilty or innocent beyond with upon the preponderance of the evidence. <laughs> Here, here's what has gotten so many people over the years. Because when you really examine the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus, the truth is just Insurmountable. Because what Paul is saying is that look, he ain't just, look, look, back then it required the testimony of two or three witnesses to establish a thing. Let's look how many witnesses we got. Okay, so you got Cephas. You got 12. Yeah. And so then he was seen by 500 brethren. Over 500. Over 500. So we're just going to say at least 500. Yeah. 513. Say <laughs> so some of them are asleep now, so we can't say all of them was available for testimony. But we still got a large quantity of them. Yeah. 
his brother James, and then he was seen by all the apostles again. So he seen the apostles seen about twice. You know, he's saying basically. And then he completely Paul. I'm the last guy. And if you know Paul is saying, if you know my story, you know I used to I used to kill Christians. And what turned my life around was when I was on my way down the Damascus Road and a voice just, a light just knocked me off my donkey and says, uh, Paul, why are you persecuting me? Say, who are you? I'm the Lord Jesus, the one you persecute. And so because, you know, if you can't, if you can't, if I can't say that Jesus wasn't real, I don't really got a good line of testimony to say, ah, this person don't exist. He's just a figment of people's imagination. There's too many witnesses that can declare, I see the brother. I, I, I'm gonna stop. I, I'm closing up. I, I'm gonna stop. I'm sorry. I went too long. I ain't preaching a while. I'm sorry. Whenever I get a captain boy for you, I don't know what to stop. But but the, look for me, for me. Now see, personal experience. You don't really want to start there. You don't want to start there in your conversation about you know. I know because he lives in me. We gotta give something more than that. We we gotta we gotta build our argument first. See, see, we got to build our argument. See, see, because, see, truth at the heart and the basis of everything. See, if there's a God, we know what we would stand on when it comes to abortion. If there's a sovereign God, we understand and we know where we stand concerning racism. As a sovereign God, we know where we should be standing on sexuality. Yeah. As a sovereign God, we should understand and know how we handle mental illness. Yeah. As a sovereign God, we should know where we stand with the church. Yeah. And we got to build our argument first. But at the end of building your argument, Then you can say, I met him myself. Yeah, I, 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 I met him for myself. I, I, I met him for myself. See, if I was a real hooping preacher, if I could preach and hoop, which I can't do, but the old folks used to say, I was sinking. 
deep in sin, far from the peaceful shore, very deeply stayed within, seeking to rise no more, but the captain of the ocean heard my despairing cry from the water he lifted me now safe is I love yeah 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 Come on, if you feel that in the room, I want you to lift your hands. I don't know about you, but I remember a time when I was sinking and it felt like nobody was able to pull me up, but I know a man, Jesus, who trekked through the deep waters and pulled me right on out. Now I'm standing on solid ground. Nothing can shake me, nothing can stop me because I was sinking. I don't even know how to swim, but Jesus came and pulled me out, pulled me out. Now I'm breathing, I got living air in my body. If that's your testimony, you ought to raise your hands and thank God who lifted you out of the deep waters. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! If you've never been sinking, you don't know my testimony. If you've never been sinking before, you don't understand the passion that I have. But if you've ever been in waters and it felt like it was never going to be, it felt like you were never going to get out of there, but 